Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've been waiting for, a podcast for podcasters. This is Creating the Greatest Show, and I'm your host, Casey Cheshire. Join me as we interview podcast hosts and investigate the ingredients of a successful interview podcast. We'll talk mistakes, earned skills, powerful questions, and more. This show is sponsored by Ringmaster, completely done for you, B2B podcast production. One little click of the little pointy finger, and I have hit the record button. I am stoked to get this thing started. My guest today is an absolute badass. He is a badass behemoth podcast architect. He's the guy in the space. He writes blogs that moves millions of people in different directions. Well, who is he, Casey? Tell me more about him. Stop opining about nothing. He has helped launch massive B2B podcasts. Over 2,000 individual videos, almost 4 million organic video views. He is the mastermind behind the Demand Gen Chat podcast, head of video, creative content at Chili Piper, Nolan McCoy. What is up, dude? What's up, Casey? Thanks for, thanks for having me on. And wow, what a, what a setup. Uh, I feel like I have a lot of uh, explaining to do to, to, <laughs> to match that setup. <laughs> I know, right? The joke is you just clip that and then make that your wake up alarm clock. Yeah, you know? that's right. It's like the rock Let's go just coming there. in saying you're going to do it. <laughs> you're going to do it today. Yeah. I got this. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's like the opposite of the meditative podcast. You know, it's like you, you are calm. It's like, no, you are Nolan McCoy. So anyways, man, I love to ask you this question where we start this thing out. Pull back the curtain for us mm -hmm. on your show and shows and share your most important strategy for a great interview podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so the podcast that I help produce is called Demand Gen Chat, and it's a podcast for demand marketers from uh, our branded account for Chili Piper, and it's hosted by Tara Robertson. And uh, first of all, props to Tara for the, the guest research that she does and all the work that she puts into, into the show. Um, Hell yeah, shout I out just, to Tara. Yeah, I just hide behind the scenes and pull levers and, and do things in the back end to, to make it... Uh, you know, uh, work and, and go smoothly. But, um, yeah, the, the thing that I love to think about just kind of the big thought that I like to cover is really what's going to make a successful podcast is identifying a niche to talk about or to build a community around. And so, um, I, I like to just, you know, ask the question, like, why does the world need another podcast? You know, like, why should you be creating another show? Like there's, thousands if not hundreds of thousands of other people who have said i want to do a podcast right and um why, why does the world need it why why do they need to hear you and i think if you can answer that question then you find yourself in a lot like more of a authentic headspace when you're uh, approaching a conversation like that and um you find yourself in a in a more clear clarity clarity space Clarified space? clarity space. Clarity space. You've heard yeah. it here. We're gonna make that a new podcast called Clarity Space. Clarity Space. There you go. That's a that's a whole spin-off cool. show. Yeah. But uh yeah, <laughs> I feel like you get some clarity when when you can answer that question. Um, because then then you're not just thinking about the action, you're actually thinking about the the content itself and, and why you're gonna differentiate yourself. So that's kind what of happens. Thing. I mean, why is so powerful, dude? What happens when when people don't consider this? Like what what do you see out there where you can just tell that this wasn't, no one thought like why another podcast? I mean, you can tell when it's uh, just 
two people just decided to record a conversation, you know, like, and you could argue that that's what we're doing here, but you're coming with these awesome questions. I know some of them, I don't know all of them. So I'm really going on this journey of, um, going between things that I've kind of thought about and kind of formulated my thoughts around and then other things where I'm kind of giving you that hot take, gut check, just something that I have a strong opinion about. Sure. And that's what makes interesting conversation, right? That's why you have uh, presidential debates, right? That's why we watch those types of things because there's there's a format to it. There's a There's a strategy, there's a structure behind it. And the mistake I see with that, just starting a podcast is people just say, well, we're interested in, I don't know, let's say you're interested in Legos, right? And you're you're somebody who just loves building Legos and you're in the Lego community and you're doing all these things, right? And you say, well, we're two fans of making stuff with Legos. Let's start a podcast about it. And then they just start a podcast, right? And they just start talking about, they just start talking about like, yeah, man, I, you know, I saw this thing the other day on my feed and like, it was cool. And so I try to do it. And then what, and you just, Instead of like building some sort of niche or community around Lego, something that's adjacent, it's built upon the idea of it, but it isn't necessarily just uh, chit chat about. And I think that's kind of the differentiator is you're, you're taking something that a lot of people relate with and you're putting your spin on it, you're putting your take. So maybe the solution to that would be, you know, we do a show about rare Legos or rare Lego sets or something where it's like, you know, this week on. I don't know, brick by brick, there's there's a freebie for you. But, uh, you know, this week on Brick by Brick, we found a $500,000 set of Legos that you won't believe. We're going to break it down. Who was, who was selling this? How'd they get it? We're going to bring them on, do this thing. Now you have an interest of Lego, but you're curating interesting stories attached to the thing rather than, hey, man, we just love Legos. Let's just, let's just nerd out about Legos. Nothing wrong with, like, nerding out on a podcast about something. But that's not a sustainable show structure outside of one episode. So that's a long-winded answer to kind of give you uh, maybe some some handles on that to, for your audience to just think through, um, you know, how can you differentiate? No, nothing but handles here. And then there's so many things to, to, uh, to grab onto here. The idea of a little bit of strategy, a little bit of structure to create interesting stories, actually interesting stories, I think... Yeah, people do think that you can just hit record. I think mm-hmm. episode one of this pod, I listened to it like a week ago, you know, 300 plus later, there's a style, there's a four. I just sat down with a friend, but you're totally right, man. But what is it? We want authentic, but it's got to drive to a point or something, mm-hmm. right? There, need, there needs to be some layer above just two people hanging out. Yeah, your audience... And this goes more to show structure and this goes to kind yeah. of broader strategy stuff with the podcast, but your audience is hitting play and it's probably on an audio podcast. A lot of people watch video podcast, but just think about the audio because sure. that's going to help. But like they're hitting play, they're putting their AirPods in and they're either doing something else or they're going somewhere. And we don't do good if you're like driving to the grocery store listening to something you're going the first thing that you're going to turn off is the thing that's kind of like not clear it's like when the radio you know when you're lost the first thing you do is you turn down the radio i need to focus damn straight yeah and if you have a podcast where there isn't a journey that you've 
given your audience to take them down, they're going to get that sense probably, let's say you record an hour-long podcast, probably 15 to 20 minutes in, they're going to go, I don't really know where this is going. I feel a little bit lost. I don't know what I'm committing to for the next 40 minutes, right? And they're probably not going to make it through the whole episode. And so it, it, it's about we, we need something to plan on, and that doesn't mean you can't riff and nerd out and kind of have chit-chat within the episode to your point but it has to roll up to something else come back to come back to that main point that main theme that whatever and or you could strategize a show where every third episode is a Q&A and it is that's something that they're expecting it it's built into your right. rhythm it's built into your structure so it doesn't mean you have to have this perfectly theatrical thing and you're taking them on this journey every single episode you can do that but you can also have the chit chat part just build it into the structure give it repetition and, and for your audience to plan on and without this it, it's not on uh, let's talk about the downside and then let's loop back around to how we do answer that why question so that the downside if you haven't given this intentional thought is it what one or two episodes and then you're pod fading because what do i talk about and it's just you and i just staring at each other and yeah. we're like How's it going, dude? And you can only do say this so many times. Yeah, and you and you think about like you want your podcast to hopefully live on outside of the the start and the finish of your episode, right? You want to mm -hmm. be you want your clips to do well on social. You want your community like if you go back to that Lego analogy I used earlier, and you're doing some show called Brick by Brick, or you're uncovering all these crazy rare things, right? That pe other people can nerd out on. If you have a great clip out of that show that's going to play really well in other communities or you're going on the subreddit for that topic and that gets shared there. Like you're, you're, you're building a foundation for all of this content to come out of your show. So it's not just let's hit record and check did an episode and check. We did a good structure and we did a good strategy like we're talking about now, but we're also laying the foundation for this content to kick off other dependencies out of this other deliverables that are going to come out of that so it's like the conversation that we're having now is one of the most important moments of the whole thing obviously but it's the thing that's going to also fill in the gaps between your episodes like especially now with ai we have so many tools that can repurpose our podcast episodes for us right or you have an agency that you work with that helps you do this like there's so many different things but like you have to have the nutritional value in the meal to actually sustain it long term, right? And that's yeah, that's kind of I think the solution there. And I love that we've sort of this. It's almost like a little mini full circle here because to create, to even think about what that structure might be, you have to have your original point, which you talked about, is why this show, and not just another show, not just another conversation. And not just another podcast. So how do you go about answering that why? Do you have to get creative? Like what you you have an idea and before you hit go or before you do create the thing, what what is the is there a why step? Like how how do I accomplish that before I can move on, you know, and create the structure and all the things we're talking about? Yeah, I think it is like a it needs to come from an authentic place, right? The why. Why do I want to host and curate intimate conversations that people will intimately listen to, right? It's right. You're, you're, I think podcasting is 
one of the most intimate mediums of content because you're literally putting something into your ears and listening to it and someone's voice is talking right there, right? And it's like, it's consuming, it's blocking out the rest of the world and this is the world right now. So I think that's right. just something to think about, right? It needs to be authentic. It needs to be from a place of, of realness because you, you're basically having a one-on-one -on -one conversation or letting someone be a fly on the wall for, for a conversation. And so it needs to be meaningful and that comes from an authentic place. But I also think it's, you know, back to the why does the world need another podcast? If you ask that question and you take a topic like that example I keep going back to, it helps you layer down of like, okay, there's probably plenty of podcasts about Lego, but there aren't any that do this or there aren't any that do that. And this is a topic I'm passionate about, but the world probably doesn't need another version of this. But I have this interesting perspective on that. And we could do something around that that nobody else is doing. Another example of this is um, it's not a podcast, but it's a similar ideation process where I like to ride a one wheel, which is an electric skateboard. Do you do? The one, yes. It's yeah, a, I know about one wheels, yeah, man. That's yeah, crazy. That's yeah. cool. So for anybody who doesn't know, it's an electric skateboard. It's got a big go-kart wheel in the middle. And it kind of acts like a skateboard snowboard kind of experience, right? And I like riding that. As I was in the process of buying one, <laughs> I wanted to watch other people ride the one. I wanted to kind of live vicariously through these other people to know the experience and understand it and all that. Well, the thing that would always frustrate me is people would, you know, go on like a trail and they'd be out in these mountains and it's beautiful and they would put this terrible music over the top of it and there or there's a voiceover and there's this and there's that. And what I was looking for was literally like I wanted to put myself in their shoes. Yeah. And I wanted to hear the sound of the tire on the rocks and the branches and the crunching and the I wanted to hear the motor spinning up and like kind of like doing all that kind of stuff. And I got really frustrated. So when I got my board, I started doing these like silent rides, almost like ASMR one wheel ride video. Yeah, like point of view too. Like mm -hmm. you, like what you would see if you're riding. Yeah, yeah you cool. put a little that's GoPro cool. on a stick, put it behind you, yeah. so you're kind of looking down the side. And then I'd go and I'd do like a 20 minute ride from my house to downtown, and like do this thing, and it's kind of like a ride along thing. Yeah. And people would comment, they're like, "I love that this is just chill," or "I love that," the, and it resonated because I'm like, there has to be other people out there that are looking for something where people don't put this garbage stock music on top of it, right? And it's not, I'm going to start another one-wheel channel and be an influencer around one-wheels. It was, let me do this little, like, other adjacent thing that's attached to one-wheels because there's got to be other people like me who want to, like, hear this and experience this in this way. And it was true. People were commenting, like, I love this, that it's just raw, real. I think I called them, like, silent shreds or something like that. Like, just some sort of term around that. You weren't trying to be like, I mean, go be an influencer. It sounds like you were creating content for yourself. Mm -hmm. I was. Like the content you wish you exactly. could have found. Uh, exactly. And that's that goes back to why does the world need another podcast? Well, why does the world need another channel about electric, you know, personal vehicles like PEVs? Like, why does someone need another channel? Don't. But are there any channels that are doing this kind of like relaxing, experiential POV videos? Some, but some of them put this garbage stuff on top and it's not this like, it was almost like to like elevate the experience of it and like curate that. So back to how to that applies to podcasting. It's, it's taking that idea, that thing that you want to talk about and it's moving it into a space of 
it's it's still attached to the idea, but it's it's your own it's your own thing. It's authentic to you. It's the thing that you want mm -hmm. that you want you would consume, mm -hmm. but but you haven't found it anywhere else potentially. Mm -hmm. And what if you what if you do find it elsewhere? Does that mean by by what we're talking about, you shouldn't create it? No, I think because at the end of the day you're a unique person. You're not the same person as that other person doing that thing. So you True. have your own thoughts, opinions, perspectives, and ideas around that similar thing. And so I think naturally, unless you're intentionally trying to copy and paste someone else's idea, you're going to have your own spin on it. You're going to have your own flair on it. You may, I don't know, you're just going to, I think naturally, you're going to put your own flavor into it. See, and that's really, that's, that's really helpful because I, I think some people, oh man, this already exists, but you don't exist in that. Mm -hmm. And just by being, being yourself and not just copycatting, mm -hmm. you're going to have certain things you care more about than they do. Mm -hmm. And if you just go with that, you, you mentioned it several times, authentic, authentic. If you stick to your authentic you, then you're going to almost by its nature, create something special. But it does also sound like you in particular have some creative flares where you're like, huh. And there's that sort of aha. And maybe that's just straight out creativity where mm -hmm. you just decide you want to have that different, you know, POV, like mm -hmm. uh, rec silent recording. And then, or, or other shows you've twisted to Lego, you, that twist. Tell me about that, that twist, mm -hmm. right? We've got that authentic self. And then there's that little twist at the end. Are there any things that people can do to, try to find those things yeah or I just mean, maybe like a sweat lodge in a mm -hmm. in a long hot afternoon <laughs> yeah yeah pick your poison right to, to get there but um i think i honestly think like you can look at what you know if you're talking about a b2b environment look at b2c and how can <laughs> you put a b2c spin on b2b that's like probably an example as old as time but i think that you know, it still rings true because B2B still feels like B2B sometimes. And so, uh, but if, you know, if you're just, look at what, I mean, just study the people who are doing it really well. Study, if you're, if yeah. the, you know, if the audience here is about podcasting and all things podcasting, go study Joe Rogan. Go study all these people yeah. that are curating. If, if, like, why, why are, like, why are they successful? What makes that show? What are those things? And like, you have to go out of the driver's seat into almost the passenger seat of like you're starting a show, but you need to be your worst critic. Right. And you need to go like, or like going from consumer to actually like analyst, like when you're watching these things, you need to go, why did they make that cut? Or why did they change topics at that point? Or why did they, you know, choose to spend this much time on this thing? um in the realm of podcasting right it's like how long do you let your guest ramble before you interrupt them and bring it back to the original question right um all do of you those... have an answer for that is there an answer for that this is a great point see you just this is great because like you just interjected right and like yeah you want to dive deeper that's the attributes yeah. of a good host you're not sure. sitting there just sitting this is a mistake i see so often with hosts is they just sit there and they're just like wow that's good yeah yeah yeah. I love that. I, I love, love that. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And they just wait until their guest runs out of content to then go to the next question. Right. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Or they end, and they end it. No, yeah. 
Uh, thanks for your answer. My next question, <laughs> where like, okay, so now I'm going to answer your, your question about, you know, wh when do you kind of take the reins? I think like, yeah, it, it's being a balance. And this is some sort of probably like mental state you need to get to, right? Of like, like uh, intentionality meets mindfulness meets strategy, right? And it's like being in the listener's chair while being in the host chair and that's probably a lot harder than it sounds right but it's like sitting there going okay we asked this question two minutes ago he's answering this question he just unlocked these three new topics i really would like to explore two of those but i want him to answer this first therefore i'll ask that question and then we'll loop back later in the episode because that relates to my question on page two of my notes so mm. I'll wait. You know what I mean? Like you as the host are curating the experience on, on behalf of the guest. You know what your right. audience wants to hear and what they're coming to the table looking for. You have to you have to take that control when you need it to be controlled so that you get to where you want the episode to go. And it's like going from passive to active host mode, right? But sure. you want to be listening because you don't also want to like let your guest take the reins of the show. I also see that, right? They invite someone on, they let them talk for 15 minutes. And they're like, well, and that reminds me too, you know, I, I you know, I really think, and then there's another 10 minute tangent, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Right? And so it's, it's that balance of, okay, we're going down this road that's good, but we need to, I want to bring it back to the original question. I feel like we're kind of rabbit trailing a little bit. And then like, but I want them to expand on that. So I'll ask a clarifying question. I'll do this or do that. Um, I just, I think it's it's this kind of mindfulness state of active and passive listening at the same time, and and knowing when when and where to interject. Um, it's almost like counterintuitive. Like you need to know when to be a good interrupter. It's not easy, uh, but I've definitely heard like the Rogans and the Tim Ferrisses of the world. I don't know who I can attribute this quote to, but some might have been Rogan where he said, "Sometimes you just got to ask the question and." And like, shut the fuck up kind mm -hmm. of thing. Like you just mm -hmm. need to but also have the humility to just listen, like stop talking and listen. But to your point, at some point you may need to hop in. And mm -hmm. I, I, I thought back, I do, there's at least one podcast that comes to mind where I didn't do that. I didn't step in. My guest started boring me and I tried to go deeper. It wasn't this podcast, just so you know. Okay, great. Good. <laughs> and, and I tried to go deeper with the guest, but he was kind of this sort of surface level, almost like a car salesman type mm -hmm. thing or just, this is what all I got. And I tried to go deeper, go deeper because I'm interested. But it kept being like, I don't have anything deeper. I don't have anything deeper. And it's like, what are we talking about here? And so I, I kind of mentally checked out for a little bit. And that was such a mistake because like, I'm like, I was kind of like, screw this guy, man. Like, yeah. And I, and I didn't know whether to call him out or like whatever. And it was really frustrating, but I, I, I do remember being like, man, I can't just surrender the show to the person, you know? Right, right. I think the best, probably most recent example would be uh, Sean Evans on Hot Ones, which that's a multi-layered approach back to what we were talking about with the spin. There's a spin yeah. on the podcast. Instead of sitting out across the table and just talking, we're not only going to do that, but we're going to eat increasingly hot wings with increasingly hot questions. Right. Right, right. So there's a spin. There's a great example of a spin of like, why does the world need another podcast? We don't need another celebrity press circuit interview playlist. 
which is what right. that show is. But we love it because it's a new format. It's a new way of getting that information. So anyways, to that point. But he does such a great job of completely... I think sometimes we feel bad if like we asked a question as a host and we got a really meaningful answer and then we don't like almost like affirm that answer for a bit. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I feel like, okay, sure. we got the good answer. You know, mentally you're like, okay, we got the good answer, but wow, they really poured their heart and soul into that. And so I'm just going to sit here and really go, wow, that is so, that is so good. Like, and there's a time and a place for like, I know Joe Rogan says there and he goes, wow, wow, wow. You know, he does that, right? Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> No way. Wow. You know, um, and he does that. And like you said, there's time and place. But Sean Evans does such a good thing where he asked a question. They got the soundbite and he goes, changing gears. I want to know. Da, 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 da. And he brings the energy back up after this really deep thought. And it's it's a retention thing. They're thinking about the YouTube algorithm. They're thinking about retention metrics, bringing that energy up, because even if like that was a mind blowing answer, the audience got what they needed. And so it's that that balance of like, when do you interrupt? When do you not? Like, it's about what you're trying to achieve. They're trying to achieve a lot in 18 minutes, right? And so they're right. they're going. He he's not afraid to jump in and go. All right, well that was good. Next up, we're. I just want to blah 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 blah, and he just starts the next kind of. It's completely 180. But it's great. Yeah, you know, it's interesting bringing that up. I want. I remember this one time, and I thought I did it right, but. On the recording, it may or may not sound like I did. Someone shared one of those like, God dang, like personal stories when people are dying and probably suicide and all these things. Mm. You're just like, oh man. It's heavy. And you're just like, what heavy, wow. Yeah. And then I wanted to wait, but I didn't wait nearly as long as I guess you could have because then it sounds like, okay, cool. So like what? Mm -hmm. But I guess it. You know, and, and it, my team laughed at me after they're like, they're like, wow, just right to the next question, Casey. I'm like, no, in my mind, I waited like two seconds longer than I normally would have. But, but I hear you bring the energy back up because we're, we're going to go lower. <laughs> right. We'll see you go from there. Right. And that's where, again, like hosting is no easy job because in that situation, you needed to match the energy, mirror them, make them feel heard, match the sure. tone. And like, you know, you could probably go back and listen and go, oh, well, there's two other like segue questions I could have asked that could have like got where and it goes back to where do you want to take it? Right. You know, your show structure, you know, the questions you prepped ahead of time. You could. Well, maybe if we skip this one, I could bring up this next one after that. And it would naturally bring we went this way. Sometimes it's just unavoidable, though. Like sometimes you're yeah. just like in a corner. The conversation's <laughs> gone a certain way and you're just like, well. I don't know a better way to say this, but um, next question, you know, what's your hell? Oh, well, really? Your dog died. What's your favorite book? <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes I just sometimes it's just like, I don't know. But do you yeah. like ice cream? Right. <laughs> really? It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's funny you mentioned um, affirming a good answer. I've definitely heard this mistake podcasters make where and I try to avoid this where they summarize what the guest just said mm. as a response. Instead of asking a follow-up or going into the next question, mm. they paraphrase what they just said. And, and I've had someone, I've had a host do this to me when I was a guest and they did it better than I did. It, right. Mm. So they, them saying it back to me sounded way better than how I originally got to that point. And it was definitely uh, energy and conversation killer 
because what is what do I say to that as a guest? Like, mm -hmm. well, damn. <laughs> Next time you answer the question. <laughs> I feel like that probably comes also from just like the blend of um like the tips around just like networking just like people skills when in conversational people skills that's a really great mirroring technique when you don't when you're dealing with like let's say somebody who's very difficult or like strong-headed or like they're very elevated that's a really great technique to like make someone feel heard is to repeat what mm. they're saying back right but again you're curating a conversation for the audience you you could you can summarize a little bit but you get to your point you don't want to be verbatim repeating their answer and now you've doubled the length of your podcast episode just repeating what they just said and you may make them look like an idiot because they you're saying it better than they did right um i think you have to give your audience a certain level of intelligence that if they're actively listening to this podcast they're going to get it and that's going out of the consumer chair if you're the consumer as a host you're going to repeat that back because you're you're hopefully your audience is you know driving in their car or doing their thing and they're internalizing what that person just said and kind of frameworking it and unpacking it into kind of the takeaways i think we do that yeah. subconsciously but as a host you have to again it's that balance of like audience member versus host right like well yeah i mean let's talk about that right like who who's the most important in that it's your guest your guest and the audience i mean it, Mm. maybe I take that back. It might be the audience. That's who you're serving with the content. Sure. I I, I officially redact what I just said. <laughs> uh, I think that the audience member is, is the most important in a podcast. And I think that's, again, where this conversation here, you and I, we kind of almost eat our own dog food or drink our own champagne to the point where, you know, we had a good time. Two people can have a good time in a public setting, and nobody else thinks it was a good time. Yeah, you know we mean? could just be drinking beer, saying nothing, and we can walk away going, "Man, that was so good! I had such a great time hanging out with you. That was awesome." And the rest of the party that you didn't take into account or read the room or take any like, they're kind of like, "Dude, those guys hung out all night. They just talked about themselves. They didn't interact." Like, and that's <laughs> that's a little bit of a adjacent analogy, but yeah, I think the audience, it's. You as a host, you're inviting this person on for a reason to get some sort of perspective or thing out of them that you want to curate for your audience because you know what your audience wants to hear. And that's kind of this stewardship thing of as a host. You're stewarding this guest for your audience. And um, it's pretty quick when you watch like a interview, somebody's interviewing a celebrity. You can tell when the interviewer is just fan just just going nuts because this is their favorite celebrity right and you as the audience you're like okay well this is their moment they didn't try to like use that opportunity to get tom cruise's opinion about whatever that i i'm interested in right it's just this person self-serving their fandom for this person you know you dude a great example of that just happened i think it was conan's podcast mm -hmm. i didn't even ha know he had a podcast but i saw a video clip of it where he had Harrison Ford on, and Harrison, do you, do you see this thing? I think I did. Oh, okay, Harrison Ford randomly, he think he's like 80. Mm -hmm. He looked over at one of the many people gathered around the, the podcast table, and he points at him, he goes, you haven't said anything this whole time. I think it was his producer, right? And, and so then the guy starts talking, and he starts talking about what he's wearing and how he likes to dress up, 
for <laughs> for the podcast, just like Harrison Ford. But it it was oh, and then they all made fun of him. They're like, "This was your moment to talk to Harrison Ford," and you and you talked about what you're wearing. <laughs> wow, yeah. And then Harrison Ford actually told him to shut the fuck up, which was I don't know if that's a life defirming uh, thing that happens, uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's your point, crystal clear. You have this moment. Did you make it about yourself or about somebody else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if I was wearing a plaid shirt and I'm like, Casey, look, look, we match. Like this is great, right? Instead, hey. of, yeah, instead of like just having a meaningful conversation, right? That's why we're here. Yeah. Why are we here? Why are we doing this podcast? Why? Are... Yeah. Where does preparation fit into the shows that you've created? Are there prep calls? Is there research done beforehand? How do you prepare? Yeah. So, I mean, I think after probably a second after the recording and like the curating the conversation for your audience, I think the prep is probably the thing that um, is the number two most important and probably most overlooked part of a podcast. Um, because, again, you think, well, this person's interesting. I'm going to have them on. So they're going to say interesting things. And we'll have an interesting conversation that our audience will find interesting. Newsflash, just recording a conversation isn't going to be interesting, right? We just, we already talked about that. But um, right. preparation, at least for demand gen chat, um, Tara Robertson, because she's the host, she'll conduct the the kind of interview call or the kind of pre-call, similar to like how you and I got on a call and, and you yep. um, had had me kind of prepped with some some questions, but... Uh, what that looks like is we'll have a doc that the host has kind of done a little bit of intelligence, reconnaissance mission, going through socials, yeah. going through blog posts. Basically, you're doing, you know, your best FBI research about this person, <laughs> right? Um, and the deeper you can go, the better, because the the more surface level information you find about that person, the more likely they've already talked about that on another show or in another piece of content. And so um, that's just a tip. It's like when you're conducting that research, like you can acknowledge the the things, but what's going to really help your audience is when you uncover the things that no one else has uncovered or you asked a question in a way. Again, go back and study Sean Evans and how he does Hot Ones questions. The research they do is probably, they probably spend more time researching that guest than they do filming, editing, and distributing the episode. Um and it shows. Mm. So those questions are, are perfectly zeroed in on aspects they haven't been asked about. And if you go on to, to YouTube and you search Sean Evans question mm -hmm. compilation videos, you'll see somebody's like cut together these things where the, where the guests are going, how did you know that? Or, wow, that is a really good question. Or, wow, I've never been asked that before. Or like, and they, all these sound bites of them just being like totally caught off guard. And a lot of them will even leave at the end. There's always like a little tag at the end of the, you know, the episode uh, after the credits. And um, and a lot of the times they'll be like, man, I've done a lot of these. I've done a lot of, you know, if it's for a movie or for a book or for a thing or whatever. Like, man, I've never done a, a press thing like this. This was amazing experience. Like they're walking away just like you just took them on a journey, right, that they're not used to. So that that yeah. but that all came from the preparation. That whole experience that was outworked in physical form on this interview was done in this pre-research. Um, and so the, the more time that you can afford to, to pre-planning and researching your guests, the better. Um, 
back to like how we do that. Again, a doc kind of gets created. Maybe there's a show structure. Hopefully you have a show structure that you replicate certain questions. Maybe you ask every week that goes back to what we talked about earlier with giving your guests something they can count on. Um, so Tara always has a question at the start of the episode where she'll ask, you know, uh, what's your one maybe marketing hot take right now that's relevant or um, sure. what's one thing that, you know, you disagree with that most people agree with just something that gets it breaks the ice it gets them to answer something from a point of passion and authenticity so it really kind of gets them in the groove for the rest of the episode um and then towards the end also she'll ask maybe the same something you know the same we always ask you know what's where can everybody obviously ask where can people find you but like you know what's um what's something that's exciting you right now or what's something that's um maybe changing your perspective right now again gets out of the flow, gets out of the structure. And that's all built out in a doc. But then there's all these holes that need to be filled. And that's where, you know, you do that research, you can plug those in. And then once you've built that, you send it to them and they can kind of riff on that. And oh, I'm not comfortable talking about that. Or, you know, you, you give them that opportunity to kind of do a little edit. And then um, you bring that to the interview and you use that as your guide, but you be ready to, you know, deviate from that plan a little bit back to again the point of you have your structure but they said something that's unlocked three new questions that you have be okay with going off script going down that path and then coming back the important things that you come back <laughs> that you don't leave the plan that you said at the beginning right because then you, you'll get lost in rambling um but yeah so yeah what are the five things you need to do to launch this podcast and you cover three mm -hmm. right <laughs> you you've built in some like permanent anxiety for everyone listening Right. We now need to know what the, the last two are. So yeah, they're, I do like ordered lists for that reason, mm -hmm. as long as you make sure you, you accomplish. Yep, exactly. Oh, you can go down that rabbit hole a little bit, but make sure as the host, again, you're coming back, you're actively driving the conversation back to where you want it to go for your audience. It's powerful hearing you talk about the, the endless returns on the research investment. Mm -hmm. You know, like the fact that you should put more time into it. And a lot of people don't, I also find the more famous someone is, famous with quotes, yeah. the less likely they are to want to do a prep. How do you handle that with your show? Do you get those people that I'm an author mm. and I don't, and I'm busy and they just don't want to do a prep? I don't think we, we haven't run into that with Demand Gen Chat specifically. Okay. Um, Cause we are, we're trying to maybe tap peers or influencers yeah. in kind of our persona of like demand gen marketers. So smart. people Super are looking smart. forward to the people that are coming on. We, we're not just um, maybe inviting big names to invite big names. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I think that you can do that work async. Also, you do your research again as the host, like I said, as much time as you can afford to research and do that, build out your intelligence stock. I mean, even now with AI and ChatGPT and all the things that you could just grab all these different things, plug it in and say, hey, summarize all this information about this person, right? Like you can work smarter, like with, with your research, right? Um, and you could do that work async. I, I, I think for the people who don't want to hop on a call and don't make it long. Like if you are going to hop on a call, make mm -hmm. it 10 minutes. People, yeah. it's pretty hard to say no to 10 minutes. Right. And by doing that, if you have a 30 minute call or even God forbid, a 45 minute, you know, prep call, you're going to you're going to prep them with things and they're going to start thinking about stuff and they're going to start giving their answers to you. One, because the pressure's off. We're not recording. This is off the record. Right. Like 
and two because it's they're they're starting to ideate and verbally process these things that you're you know bringing these questions that are about them and about these things like oh yeah 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 and at, at, at you know at this conference we did this and this was so cool and they, and they start to give that energy away that you want your audience to experience so keep it short keep it simple just make sure you're on the same page make sure the guest knows your audience what they're looking for what they're about and where you hope kind of this conversation you know goes or it achieves or solves this question or whatever yeah, you definitely got to cut them off, right? I've I've heard prep calls that we've we, where we've helped people out, and also I've been on prep calls mm-hmm. where the guest has a great story, and it's just like, please don't tell me now. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, it it's like one, I don't want to pretend. I tell people I don't want to pretend like I have I've already heard this, you know. But but also, I, I found that sometimes people they like psych psychologically, they feel like they've already told you the story. So if they do tell it to you again, they leave out details the second time because it's almost like I don't want to be rude and tell you all these details you already know. But it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but the people listening who we just said were the most important, they haven't heard any of the details. So, ah, you know, like hold it for the for the show, you know. Oh, cool. Cool mm-hmm. idea. We'll definitely talk about that. And I think that will happen naturally. I think yeah. it's unavoidable to a certain extent. And that sure. goes back to being that active, intentional host of right. you're holding the keys to unlocking that that conversation you really hope your audience hears. And so there's no shame in calling back to, yeah, and when we talked about, you know, on our prep call, you, you mentioned this, you know, we just talked about that, but you also mentioned this detail about this, and I thought that was really interesting. And there, there's ways to naturally plug back into that stuff, right? But, um, yeah, it, it's just being an active host to know that emotional intelligence of how long should this call be, how much should I call back to? How much detail are we going to give now versus later? So yeah. And and I I love the meta of this pod because you you were talking about calling back to the prep and pulling something in. And I thought, wouldn't this be a great time to call back to the prep and bring in the fact that we had chatted just briefly in this cool, it's so meta. Mm-hmm. We had talked so briefly about AI tools mm-hmm. and using those into podcasts. And I know you've experimented with with a bunch there's a lot of hot air i think out there but yep. there's some really cool ones like especially with carrie's blog posts and things like that so mm-hmm. what are you seeing out there yeah there's there's three really i think tools that are going to stand at least the test of time with this kind of ai revolution we're experiencing it's really exciting um, but i agree there's a lot of kind of buzz and um, tools that you're going to maybe invest into and they won't be around forever <laughs> and you'll be like yeah oh, right. dang it you know um but don't buy a lifetime subscription yeah. just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Just to stay on that monthly, uh, just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first one would be um, we've we've implemented Opus Clips or Opus. The website's opus.pro and um, it's an AI clip cutting tool. So you either can upload a file or you can drop a YouTube link to any video. And then uh, depending on the usage of, you know, how many people are trying to do the same thing at the same time. You'll get your clips out maybe in 5, 10, 15 minutes. Um, and if it finds enough content, it'll cut up to 15 clips for you. Um, and it's cutting the, um, the it'll look at the content, it'll take the content. And if you asked a question and I answered it, and then I answered it a little bit more later, 
it'll contextually sometimes pull that answer over and condense wow. down stuff, right? It'll make its own yeah. cuts. It's not just like beginning and end clips. Sometimes it's a curated clip throughout the interview. And it's cutting the framing. So if, you know, you're, you've got two people in the same frame, it'll stack them on top of each other. So you got your host on the top, guests on the bottom. And dynamically, the captions will go into the middle so you're not blocking a face. Um, and it's doing the captions, adding emojis that are contextual to, you know, if I'm saying don't do this, it'll put it like a red X up, you know, at the bottom. Or if I'm saying strategy, it may do the bullseye or, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it's not perfect. No AI tool is perfect and it requires human intervention. And that's totally the important point. It's not, it's not autopilot, it's copilot, right? And, um, and it's, it's absolutely just helped us scale um, and be able to release like daily clips on our YouTube channel, like on our YouTube shorts. Um, it's fueling our kind of short strategy. Um, and it goes back to laying that foundation. You put all this work into an episode and then you publish the episode. And a lot of times that's where the episode lives and dies. But you can fill and feed your community with more of these clips. Like you may not have, you may have followers that don't listen to your whole podcast, but they'll listen to three YouTube shorts or whatever. And that's yeah. still engagement. That's still driving awareness and feeding the algorithm. Um, so that's one tool that we love. We were manually clipping stuff in the past. And so um, and you can go in there and change stuff too. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty great though. <laughs> it's, Sick. It's, uh, it's it's awesome. And then um, uh, Descript is an editor. Uh, it has it's not fully AI powered, but they have a lot of AI tools built in now, um, including uh, my secret sauce, which is Studio Sound. And it's like a little flip of the switch, and it takes your audio and processes it in an AI model and makes makes it sound like you're using one of these mics that that we're currently using now, but could be AirPods in your living room with an echoey ceiling or something like that it's a fan yeah yeah uh it's pretty incredible and sometimes i'll you know if i'm not even editing a podcast sometimes i'll edit a video in another program bring it over there just to use that tool to sweeten the audio a little bit um or vice versa i'll process the raw footage in that and bring it over and finish the editing somewhere else but um, sick it's just a great editor it's it's just got a bunch of smart tools and then um and then another one's called decipher and that's uh you can upload either an audio clip, a video clip, or like a transcript um, that you got somewhere else, and it will write content for you. So it'll create a summary, it'll create the show notes, it'll do chapters with timestamps, it'll write the article for you um, based on the content of the podcast episode. So it's not, it's not only summarizing into like, here's your show summary, but it's actually writing, here's a thought leadership title with sections and subheadings inline quotes you know in quotations nolan said blah 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 blah, blah. and then you can format that in your in your blog post or your landing page spitting out a transcript so it's just i'm a one-man show and i podcasting isn't the only thing that i do at chili piper right and you know it's it's probably you know these three tools have probably doubled if not tripled my productivity when it comes to producing our show and being able to move a lot quicker um with all the other priorities i have going on like you said, work work smarter, not harder. That's right. That's right. All these things. And and knowing that AI isn't the autopilot. It's it's a copilot. There's yeah. a lot of intervention with those tools. I'm still editing that that blog post it spits out. Google SEO still sees that as AI written content. So I need to go in there and actually do a lot of customization to make it feel more human and natural. But it's still doing eighty five percent of the work. 
Right. Right. And it's, it can be a lot easier to tweak things than to just create from scratch. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, dude, where, where can people connect with you? Where do you want them to connect with you? Mm -hmm. Reach out, you, Chili Piper, the show, throw out all the URLs, the links, all that. Yeah. So, I mean, you can find me on LinkedIn. That's where I'm the most active. It's just Nolan McCoy. Um, I've done a little experimenting on TikTok. Not sure if that's the uh, place where, where my audience lives, but <laughs> done this little little uh, segment called 60 Second Marketing. We'll do just like a little marketing tip or trick or something that helps you be a more effective uh, marketer in under 60 seconds. And then um, you can find Chili Piper, chilipiper.com. If you're uh, a marketer and you want to listen to our show, Demand Gen Chat, you can get that wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and if you want more content around Demand Gen Chat, we do all the things that I just mentioned in practice. You can go to chilipiper.com, go to our little resource tab, click on podcast, Demand Gen Chat will come up and you can see one of these landing pages um, where we put the written content, the show notes, um, the transcript, all the things that, that we pull out of an episode. Sick. Sick, man. Nolan, we did it. Time warped. We just literally hopped in an hour-long time warp and had this, like, badass conversation. Thank you so much for coming on here. It's awesome to have someone with your experience to, to riff with you and and learn and, and distill that strategy down to some first principles. Yeah, yeah. And, and thank you for... Um, doing the host work that you do, um, you know, I, I've, I'm over here seeing you take notes and being a great yeah. active host. And um, yeah. so just thanks for not only having me on, but, you know, having this awesome conversation uh, that your audience will hopefully find valuable. Hell yeah. And speaking of which, those listening, if you learned something, and I freaking know you did because I literally have two pages of notes over here front and back. I'm in the margins. Uh, then share this with someone else. One person is cool. Just share it. Someone needs to hear this. Someone needs to think about their why before launching that show. Someone tells you, hey, I want to launch a show. Cool. Why does the world need your pod? Mm -hmm. We do need it, but let's just think about what is that thing we're going to do? What are those twists? What are those? What's that niche you're going to create? Uh, with that, Nolan, thanks again, dude. Yep. Thanks again, Casey. All right, everyone. This is it. This has been another crazy episode of creating the greatest show. We will catch you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short and we have way too much to talk about. Find show notes full of takeaways, lessons, and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com. For more information on launching your own podcast or working with us to produce your existing show, come on down to the big tent at ringmaster.com. Until then, friends. Whatever you do, do it with all your might. Work at it, if necessary, early and late, in season and out of season, not leaving a stone unturned and never deferring for a single hour. That which can be done just as well now. P.T. Barnum. <laughs>